Today we're going to be talking about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, so stay tuned. Welcome to The Real Review. Welcome to The Real Review, sponsored by Parametric and Lazy Ape Studios, where you get some of the latest happenings, real thoughts, and perspectives in the world of film and television. And I am here today with Joel Kid Flash Cunningham. <laughs> I'm Kid Flash. Yeah, who am I today? You are Matt. I'm Mary Poppins. <laughs> <laughs> I had to do it. I had to do it. Oh, one of the best lines. That's one of the, my favorite lines of this coming generation, I think. I'm, yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. <laughs> I'm yeah. Mary Poppins, y'all. Oh, yeah. my gosh. <laughs> if you uh, don't know what we're talking about, stay tuned. You'll find out. Yeah, it was between that and the the panda line. Right, it was one of those two. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. Anyways, welcome to the real review. If you are new to the show, kind of the the way that we break this thing down is, mm-hmm. is we approach it from two angles. You have the critic perspective, which is very much like Joel, who's very yeah. negative and harsh and nitpicky. And you can't see he's pointing at me very directly right, right and now. Pointing at Joel. <laughs> this like, guy right here. He will pick apart a film <laughs> until it's bleeding to death. I will try. Yeah. That's just a generality. It's a very doctor's <laughs> way of looking at things. I'm trying to yes. get to the base causes right. of issues. So the way that I look at things, though, is on the opposite spectrum, which is more of a fan perspective, which is a little bit more emotional. What's what's <laughs> pulling at my heartstrings more? Okay, I can overlook some uh, storytelling issues. I can overlook some cinematography or directorial issues if it pulls at my heartstrings enough yeah. and I'm just generally excited about something. Right, so you're like the... Sarah McLaughlin, Arms of the Angel commercial. Yes. And I'm like the Zoloft anti-depression commercial. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like those Sarah McLaughlin ones. In the arms of right, a right. raccoon. It just makes me sad of, <laughs> sad every time I see those uh, trash pandas. <laughs> oh, the trash pandas. There you go. Awesome. Cool. A- anyways, so um, that's kind of how this, the way that this show works. Yeah. We, we join them together. That's what you get, the fan and the critic perspective colliding in the middle. But um, yeah, and also there's a lot of ways that you can actually get connected with us. Joel, so why don't you go ahead and tell us about how you can get connected. There is, Matt. There's a couple different ways, actually. Um, Well, one of the best ways is on our website, which is realreviewmedia.com. And there we post a lot of good stuff, but we also have our links to all of our different social media places um, where you can check out um, direct links for those, our facebook.com slash realreviewmedia. And then you can also find our Twitter and our Instagram accounts, which is at realreviewmedia. Um, We've always got a ton of cool stuff that we're posting up there. We just posted the most recent trailer for a very awesome, potentially, hopefully good-looking movie. (laughs) Yeah, Blade Runner. It looks great. It looks great. I know. Looks great. It looks great. I don't know what the story is about. I'm concerned about the story. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to say that, but we'll see. You know, trying to say that, but um, trying to keep my hopes up. So the other way you can get connected to us is uh, we always love to hear about the uh, different thoughts that you guys have as our listeners and, you know, good, bad, the ugly, all the, all in, all that's in between. Uh, you can email us at realreviewmedia at yep. gmail.com. And we always do our best to get responses out within, uh, I think, 24 to 36 days. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. That sounds perfect. <laughs> that's not what people expect. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, there you go, Matt. No, that's perfect. So, with that, let's dive right into it. Shall we? Now, let me, you know, let's let's let me just preface this real quick because yeah. I have been dying to talk to you about this movie, Joel, but I have been resisting. I have been resisting too. I've been resisting to we not kind of let a few things slip though. Right, right, right. Yeah. right. <laughs> but I don't want to I, I if for those listening, I didn't want to 
I've been very curious as to what Joel thought about this movie, um, because I have a lot of strong opinions. And but I wanted to be I wanted to be special for you folks listening out there, so yeah. that you're actually getting our genuine responses to each other's brand reactions. New. We're gonna be like, oh, shocker, right. right? But let me also say we're gonna so we're gonna split it up, right? Too. Yes. So we're gonna do first part is gonna be non-spoiler, yep. and then we'll very clearly state, hey guys, spoiler warnings, and, and I'll warn you like yeah, three or right. three to seventeen times when you know died, then that. Thing, yeah, happened. Yeah, yeah, those kinds of things. Yeah. <laughs> so awesome. So let's dive into this. So we got uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 set to a backdrop of awesome mixtape number two. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 continues the team's adventure as they unravel the mystery of Peter Quill's true parentage, directed by James Gunn. And uh, got, you know, you have your all star cast Chris Pratt, Zoe Sal- Saldana, Dave Bautista, Vin Diesel, Bradley Cooper, Michael Rooker, Karen Gillan, <laughs> and Sylvester Stallone, Kurt Russell. Oh my goodness. Yeah, Palm Clementif as Mantis as well. Yes. She's oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Did a great job. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Quite the, quite the thing. So, uh, um, so do you want to take us? Because I feel like you've got a lot. I, I'm excited to talk about this too, but I'm more excited to actually hear what you're. Really? You're, yeah. Okay. 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 I'll, I'll start. I'm excited. So go for it. I am yeah. pretty excited. I really like this movie. You did. Nice. Yeah, I did. I okay. did really like this movie. Yeah. Um, I I'll start off with with all the the positive stuff because mm-hmm. um, there is one thing that was actually bugging me throughout the film. But yeah, let's start with the soundtrack, um, right? <laughs> the, the soundtrack was great. Okay, uh, yeah. so this movie was just a lot of fun. Yes. It was a very, very fun movie. Absolutely. I liked this more than the first one. Okay. I'm going to be as bold as I am right now to say that I liked it more than the first one. And I, I t- we talked about it in our Coming Soon segment. I'm pretty sure it's because I'm familiar with all the characters. Mm-hmm. I know what to expect. And then they just elaborated on some things I was, I was just not anticipating. I really thought that um, all the acting in it was fantastic. There wasn't any semblance of anybody mailing anything in. Right. Um, I really enjoyed the story. Um, I thought it had a lot more heart, uh, but at the same time, I feel like that's one of the things that I'll probably ding it on the negative side a little bit later. Okay. Um, I really thought there was a lot of heart behind it. We we had Chris Pratt was being, there were several times where he was being pretty serious and very emotional scenes that he had. Yeah, he, he was less humorous, I felt like, in right. this movie than he was he in the He was. Yeah. But uh, and I so I saw this with a friend of mine, and that was one of the things that he said. He he wanted Chris to be a little bit more funny, a little bit more goofy. But yeah. I didn't mind it actually. I I liked I liked it in this. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah. So I thought it was good because, man, oh man, let me just say that that for example, Drax steps it up in the comedy level. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Jay Batista. I mean, in the in the way that Chris Pratt kind of shifted his focus more towards the family serious kind right. of role. He picked up all that slack, you know. <laughs> you know, and then when the addition of a couple of characters, I think with Nebula, uh, well, not really Nebula, I'd say more Mantis. Mantis, in a lot of ways, added a lot of humor there as well with her character quirks and her right. like naivete, yeah. if you will, um, and her willingness to kind of just like, I don't know, believe the ridiculous things right. and say the ridiculous things, not knowing what she's doing <laughs> wrong. So yeah, I would agree with that. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. In in. I mean, with that, there there's some things I'll cover in the spoilers, and they can't talk about it just yet because there's some stuff with Nebula that I didn't really, I didn't care for that character in the first movie. Yeah. Um, there's some stuff that I liked between her and Gamora in this movie. Yeah. Um, but I can't talk about it until the spoiler part. But, 
in addition to that, so we have the comedy from from Drax. I thought was really really great. Baby Groot, <laughs> he was amazing. Was really really good. Yeah, which which is really funny. And this isn't really spoiling anything, but he's not really like an effective part of the team. Right, he's effective <laughs> in a very small way. Right, right, right. It's weird. It's not like it's not like the first Guardians where he's taken out like a whole like legion of dudes real right. quick. You know. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of his story arc yeah. in this film, and I don't want to spoil anything either. But I think in a way you're waiting for that. Yeah. And you get that resolve. Um, you know. So 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 funny. Uh, I I I liked uh, I liked the way that everything resolved. I liked the way that it ended. Um, I was a fan of the ending. I left smiling. There's a lot of times where I was just kind of smiling, yeah. you know, in the yeah, movie, yeah. you know. Um, but I, I just just a great time. I again, I, I enjoyed myself more this second go around because I feel like I knew what I was ex- getting and I was surprised <laughs> by some things here. Yeah. I'm just laughing. <laughs> There's a couple scenes in particular I'm thinking of right now that I'm just laughing about. I know. I was thinking I mean, about it all day today yeah, in preparation yeah. for this. Anyways, yeah. um, <laughs> so I, I really liked it. I will say this. Um, I'm oh, I'm man. glad that James Gunn is writing the third one. Yes, They've announced that he's doing the third one. Yeah. It's going to keep that continuity and that writing. He's got a good thing going here. Absolutely. Um, and also, I, I found out, and we were talking about this earlier, this is one of the things I let slip earlier, but the mm-hmm. guy who plays, I can't remember his name, but uh, his name is Taser Craglin. Oh, Craglin. Craglin. Yeah. yeah. Sean gotcha. Sean Gunn, who plays Yandu's Craglin. Yandu's kind of assistant guy. He is, I didn't know this, he's James Gunn's brother. Anyways, right. I was he like, told me that. Yeah, yeah that's cool. <laughs> I was like, what? Okay, that's cool. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. he also does the, um, the on-set like, motion capture stuff for Rocket. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I wasn't thinking Bradley Cooper did that. No, he just does yeah. a voice. Like he hangs gotcha. out in a sound booth. He never yeah. hangs out on set, I guess. Gotcha. But yeah. Um so that's really cool. It's really cool. It's a brotherly uh setup going on. Yeah. Um, really cool. This isn't um no, this isn't a spoiler. I'm not gonna clarify this as a spoiler because I think it's it's fine. <laughs> um if you want to get mad at me later, get mad at me. But this this movie has the best de aging technology I've seen yet. Oh yeah. I incredible. I, right. I agree with that. I think they've made some advanced some pretty significant breakthroughs with that. I mean, even if even the new recent Johnny Depp, uh, you know, oh, with doing pirates, yeah, yeah. With, I think he looks pretty awesome. Yeah, I mean, you can still kind of tell there's a little plasticity to it, but I mean, he really looks like a younger version of himself. And I was I was sitting yeah. there like staring at it, like looking for seams. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. Like this looks real. <laughs> yeah, there's a little bit of a colorization thing that I think is happening. That's it's still a, glow a little thing. off. It's like a glow. It looks like almost unsharp. Yeah. And I don't know what's with that, but for the most part, yeah, I completely agree. It was believable. Yeah. It was a believable effect in this one. And I thought it was actually funny, his character, because you, <laughs> he, I was like, man, he's like the Charlie's Angels of <laughs> haircuts right. and everything like that. Yeah, I thought that was really cool, yeah. um, the way that they did that with his character. Um, so some of the things that I liked here, yeah. I, I'm loving, you know, with, with James Gunn, I think you can tell he's a huge fan of the 80s. Mm-hmm. And there's a huge resurgence of 80s style kind of feel yep. um, coming back, which, you know, I'm a child of the 80s. I was an 80, born in 85. And so it's like I'm really loving that thing. Hopefully other people are enjoying that as well. Yeah. I, I personally really enjoy that with the cassette tapes and the, you know, even at the very beginning where he's using the little um, video game thing, yeah. the football video game thing by, um, I think, I can't figure, figure out who, yeah, remember, remember who, but... All those aspects. I love the soundtrack. I love the style. I love the feel of it. Um, I think one of the things that I mentioned as well that I was concerned about was the dynamics between the team and the characters and the way that in the first film, it felt very kind of like happy, slappy ending. Yeah. Like everybody's like, yay, love saves the day. And I didn't want them to start this movie off with the characters and like this, like they're operating in like peak 
condition. Right. And I think that's one of the great things they did with this film is they yeah. started off with some of the characters from like the last film that were getting along well are getting along relatively well still, but there were some cracks that were kind of in the first film and those have become bigger issues now. Yeah. And so they're not operating and they're kind of dealing with, you know, baby Groot and, you know, the fact that he's a child now and yeah. he doesn't really know what he's doing. Like and, legit, like he's a child, like he's right. like a three-year-old. Exactly. He's got the, <laughs> the the attitude and the understanding of a three-year-old. And there was some funny back and forth dialoguing there. I think especially <laughs> the scene with, I'm not going to spoil too much here, but just with Rocket and him when they're yeah. talking about the hats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, he says, I am Groot. And he's like, <laughs> he's confused by the fact that you could put on it. And it's like, yeah. all he said was, I am Groot. And he has like this whole sentence of what that actually meant. And it's like, how could you get that from I am Groot? You know he what I mean? just embraces the ridiculous of it. It's yeah. just so great. <laughs> exactly. It's just, it's really funny in that sense. So I, but I, what I was saying is I really do like the way that they didn't have all the characters operating in tip top capacity. Yeah. Um, and it took them on a journey through the movie where they had to learn to get into a better place with trusting each other. And this movie really, in a lot of ways, was dealing with the past. Right. It wasn't as forward thinking that I think a lot of people might have wanted or expected, especially going into like Infinity War mm-hmm. and Civil War and stuff. It's like they're dealing with, you know, Chris Pratt's parentage. Zoe's dealing with her her father and her sister. Right. Which I think if I had one sort of critique, I felt like that was a little bit glossed over right. in this. I don't I didn't really get I mean, I understand why they would hate each other and be contentious towards each other, but because I didn't actually like really see any of that and I didn't really get a, I got a decent understanding of it. Like it just didn't, it wasn't as impactful. Well, that dynamic, which I won't get into the details until later, but that dynamic is something that I actually really liked because of a theme that kind of. I don't want to talk right. about it. Right, and there's but. a theme that kind of plays out the yeah. movie. I think I'm getting what you're talking about. Um, but I, I, I really liked the, I liked the reality of Rocket. And it's kind of like dealing with, again, dealing sort of with his past and where he came from. And that that's created a sense of like pushing people away mm-hmm. and how that works itself out on the team. Yeah. And it's constantly about what he wants and what he wants to do. So I really liked that. I yeah. really liked this, you know, even with Yondu's dealing with the, the what he dealt with because of his approach with Star-Lord and everything like that and his interactions, you know, um, with all the characters on, in the film. I, I don't know if I want to spoil that too much, but no, yeah, yeah, with yeah. ego and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. So I just really like that aspect of it. I thought that was really good and very, at times, difficult to watch and very touching, though, mm-hmm. when they're they're processing through this stuff and they're working through it. And I felt like I was engaged and I was on the line for it. I think the other thing, um, their just willingness to go into scenes and just try something that's like completely fresh and different and yeah. new was just hilarious to me and very tongue in cheek at times, very silly, but also good. And like even in the very beginning where they're doing that first fight, mm-hmm. you know, and they're fighting and he starts the music and Baby Groot's that's just kind of best. I know, and that it's just like best. I was like, okay, I'm gonna like this movie. Yeah. Like at that one <laughs> scene, I'm just like, I was very concerned that we were gonna miss out on something, and then that just builds perfectly to the whole scene with him <laughs> jumping inside, and he's just like, I could kill him from the inside. Da 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 da. He's just in there stabbing it and nothing's happening. I mean, oh that was just gosh. hilarious to me. So sorry again if spoiler warnings, but no, I, you good. know, but it's the very beginning of the movie. It's so not, it's funny, not, I would yeah. ca- categorize that as spoilers. Yeah. So I thought that was good. I think uh, for me, the acting was, some of them was really good. I think mm-hmm. it wasn't, nobody hit it like out of the park for me, I will say. Um, Ego in particular, um, Kurt Russell He's weird to me. Sometimes I love his character. Mm-hmm. I think his character does much better with like a like a 
when he's got like he's boiling rage, when there's kind of like an anger, like an underlying anger, he comes off as a little flat to me at times right. when he doesn't have that. And I think the first part of the story as well, he kind of felt a little flat for me a little mm-hmm. bit. But you knew that there was kind of like bigger things that were boiling to the yeah, surface. Yeah. Right. And so I was along for the ride enough and I was engaged with that enough. I think um, the other thing with this story is that it was it was a lot more, I think with the first film, because you've never been, you've never met these characters before, you've never met this universe, you don't know anything about this, it felt really large. It felt really grand. And yeah. everything that they were reaching into and reaching out to. This one felt a lot tighter mm-hmm. in a sense to me yeah. just with where um they they took it because they yeah. only had a they needed to it was focused on the correct things at the right times but it didn't feel as big right. you know what i mean like when they would jump away there's a couple parts and i don't want to spoil anything but when they were jumping into like things are happening around the universe yeah it felt a bit disjointed yeah because i hadn't been there i hadn't been experiencing something that i felt like connected me with earth right you know or some other planet so that felt a little a little disjointed, right? But I still thought it was fine. I thought it was good. And then the other thing I will say that I really, really, really liked is, I really liked the ending. I actually yeah. really enjoyed the ending. Yeah, it was to this really one, good. Much more than the last one. Yeah, it felt fulfilling. It felt good. It felt right. Um, this leads into another one of the critiques. I watched this movie with my sister. Yeah, she and I kind of had differing views on this. I'm not attacking her view at all. Um, but. There was a lot, and I don't want to spoil anything again, but there was a lot of death Mm -hmm. in this movie. And I think for some, absolutely could be a little bit too much. And I would agree, I think, as well, um, There at times it was a little offhanded. It was treated as a little offhanded. It was a lot darker in that sense. I mean, just some of the ways that some of the people are getting killed off. Right. And as many people as are getting killed off at different times. And I think that was one of her criticisms. And I completely validate that and understand it. I didn't personally feel as bad about that, but I definitely saw that like, Hey, there is a lot of death and at times it's being treated as just kind of like comical. Yeah. Like whatever, like they're getting sucked into space and you know, poor guys getting like frozen to death, you know what I mean? Or like hundreds of people are getting shot in the head and you know, or through the chest, I should say. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Any other thoughts, Matt? I I don't want to. No, it's totally fine. The only, this, my only negatives, like, I, I love the biggest drawback yeah. for me and I'm beginning to see this trend with James Gunn and mm-hmm. just his writing style and I, and I think this is what you're talking about not you know they're not af- he's not afraid to just go kind of a new direction with a scene and, and yeah. do, you know approach it differently absolutely and I think that's what's great about James Gunn's writing however and this is a weird comparison but he did the writing on the Belco experiment right and I didn't see that one right so yeah. I saw the Belco experiment and my biggest complaint about that movie is m- the biggest complaint I have about Guardians okay um, is that there was they were trying to cram a lot of jokes in yeah. too many times. <laughs> yeah, okay. there were times mainly in the first half of the movie. It was just it was consistently it was like it got to a point where I didn't know if there was going to be a serious moment because I was waiting for a, a punchline. I get that. Yeah, so, I see that. I understand. So yeah. there's one scene in particular between um, Chris Pratt and Kurt Russell's character that right. it's it's this heartwarming moment, but I wasn't sure if it was going to be right, a heartwarming moment. You're waiting moment. for a joke to pop I was out. Wait, because yeah. I was like, I was just waiting. It was, and there were times, and I had a packed theater, and so there were times when there were jokes that they were saying, but nobody was laughing too. I was kind of like, that was mm. a forced joke a little bit. Okay. Um, I, I felt like ah, if, there's a couple jokes if they just could have taken a few out and I gotcha. feel like that would have been just solid, you know? Cause yeah, how, yeah. I just yeah. kept uh, anticipating everything to have a, a joke. Yeah. I will say though, that's not the case for 
the movie as a whole. I would say 90% of the comedy works for me. Yeah, I agree. It was really, really good. This movie was funnier to me than most of the comedies I've seen this year. I know. Which is sad. (laughs) I know. Because it's not a comedy. I mean, it's got a lot of comedic stuff in it, though. I mean, there was parts in the movie where I was actually like really laughing out loud. I know. Me too. I haven't laughed out loud like that in a while. (laughs) Yeah. And it was refreshing because I was like, a movie can be funny. I know. (laughs) They can do things that are funny instead of just like these like tongue in cheek, really like, oh, wow, that's funny because it's not what you would expect for them to say, yeah. you know, like, I don't know. Yeah. So I, I was laughing. I agree. I get what you're saying, though. I yeah. can definitely, I there, now that I'm like thinking about it and processing it, there's definitely moments like that. Well, I was like, I was like, you know, oh, there's no punchline. Okay. Like, I was like, because I was just so like, right. everything, I was like, because there's a couple jokes that didn't work for me right, right at the get-go. Yeah. And I was like, what? This is getting too jokey. I don't want to be too jokey the whole time. Right. You know, I want there to be some serious. But I think that's where Chris Pratt's character and that storyline kind of in that second half really kind of took it home. Yeah. I think so. I've been reading some of the reviews on stuff like this. And I, the biggest critique that I have that I'm reading as we talked about this before was more that people felt like it didn't reach the heights of... I think the last movie. And I think a lot of that, again, has to do with the fact that people were more expecting, I don't want to, excuse me, ruin too much of the whole story here, but people were really expecting it to tie much more into the bigger story of the Marvel Universe. Oh, the MCU. Yeah. I didn't, see, I I like it actually when they stand on their own. Right. And I was fine with that and I wasn't, I was expecting maybe some connection points, maybe a little bit more. Right. But I wasn't disappointed with them not being there. And so I think, that in a way kept it in some people's minds from being as significant of a film because it wasn't as connected to this Marvel universe. But I think in my opinion, not every film should, their line shouldn't be like, how do we connect all this to the other parts of the story? Because it needs to just tell a good self-contained story. And if I'm going to have, too much of that or none at all, I'd rather have none at all. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, we're going to get them. You know? The Guardians are in Infinity War. Oh, yeah. So and they're going to be, yeah. It's, it's, we're going to get all they that connectivity. They introduced plenty of like side characters right. and, you know, with Silver, uh, Sylvester Stallone's whole group yeah. of cadre of characters, I think you got all the, um, with Adam, potentially I'm going to yeah. spoil that one Adam there, War- but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but like th- there's plenty of different stuff that they put into this one that will lead into other expanded universe yeah. type stuff. And I was fine with it being a more self-contained kind of film. Yeah. Yeah. So um, what what was your, like, how do you feel about it compared to the first one? I liked it better. Okay. Okay, cool. Yeah. I wow. liked it better as well. Yeah. We were on the same page there. <laughs> I left the movie going probably one of the best films of the year for me. Probably, it's really good, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. It's between this right now and... Uh, Logan. L- Logan? Yeah. Oh, man, dude, it was so good. But they're two different distinct films, yeah. you know? One, they both have action, but one is much more drama, suspense, action, and this one is much more humor, action, fun. Right. You know, kind of. So, I, like, yeah. I want to see it again in the theaters. Like, I that's... do, too. I see, what, did you see it? Where did you, did you see IMAX? Did you see regular? I saw a regular. I didn't okay. see IMAX. I saw it in 3D IMAX. Yeah. And so, I, we kind of went and saw that one because the one we were going to go see was almost completely sold out. Yeah. Um, in the regular standard cinema, which is generally the the way that I like to see movies the first time. I'll rather, like, if I really like a movie, I'll, first I'll see it in standard. Right. And then if I really like it and it's in 3D, 3D yeah. right, IMAX, then I'll go and do that because you yeah. have better quality, better visuals. And then I'm not, I'm not, I can pay more attention to just the visuals and I'm not trying to process the like, story and yeah. the acting and the music. So, um, 
we kind of got defaulted into the IMAX in a way because right. we couldn't get tickets to the other one. So we uh, we saw it there. So I'm kind of wanting to go back and actually watch right. it That's in a regular. Awesome. Yeah, and I would say maybe for you, go watch the IMAX. My favorite the thing 3D. about IMAX, even more so than the visuals, is the sound. It's just like it feels like it's cranked it's to amazing. eleven. Yeah, yeah. Well, and there's a really funny part. Like I don't know how well this played out in your showing. I might again, I might spoil anything, but when they're on the rockets and he flies off and he's looking for Rocket asks them for some tape yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. oh that's and in he, the trailer right but he yeah. flies off and in the theater you could actually hear him all the way right all the way on the <laughs> back awesome. left of yeah. the screen yeah and it's like you're literally watching rocket and you can hear him off screen on the left side of the theater yeah. going like does anybody have yeah. tape? And it was just like <laughs> again that's one thing that james gunn is willing to do he's willing to go there you know what i mean that's and awesome. use like the surround sound effects as like a valid yeah you know oh, that's so good. yeah so i thought that was hilarious i was like oh my gosh it actually they actually yeah. did a great job making this sound like sound design yeah really good what um so what would you rate this thing? Oh man, I've thought long and hard about this one because it's not a perfect film, but no. it's really good. Yeah, uh, it's really high up there. Um, and I also don't want to be too like because this year is kind of stunk for films in a lot of ways. I don't want to be like, oh my gosh, best movie ever. Right. Um, but I'm gonna give it, I think, a 95 out of 100. Whoa. Like 94, 95. Yeah. Wow. Kind of in that range. I, there was just a lot of really even the bad things. And I w- I'll say this as well. We understand here on the podcast that it's a subjective thing. Yeah. You know, everybody's going to have their own opinion. And I definitely recognize it's a really high rating. And there's going to be some things that people are going to see about this film. And it's just not going to like it because yeah. that's just not their thing. Some people might really not, not like 80s style nostalgia right. films and products. I don't know what your problem is, but you know, I'm just kidding. Yeah. But like, <laughs> I like that. I really enjoy that. You know what I mean? And it kind of hit me home and it hit me yeah. in a good emotional way. And like I said, I was engaged with the story. I was laughing yeah. harder than I've laughed at a lot of the stories. I was super entertained and I want to go see it again. I, I want to go enjoy the it again. The rewatchability factor. The rewatchability factor yep. is there. I, wanna, I feel like I might've even missed some different things. I mean, even the ending credits were so clever and yeah. uh, at times in the way that like they did the thing with the I am Groot yeah. where like the name is changing. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you noticed that. Yeah, I did. Yeah, but like even little things like that I thought was so like kind of cute and clever and yeah. well structured and I feel like this is James Gunn's beast. Like yeah. he knows this universe and this is like his to do things yeah. with and it's like, I'm glad. Yeah. You know, I'm no, excited awesome. for you. What about you? No, I really liked it. Um, I am going to give it a 90. Okay. So not quite as high, but I yeah. loved it. 90 is a great score. It is a great, great score. I mean, yeah, it's an I A. I gave Logan a 95 or a 96. Yeah. So I, yeah, it's, oh man, it's <laughs> just, it was such a surprise. Yeah. I left super happy. And the fact that I wanted to like watch it again immediately, yeah. Um, or the fact that I've been kind of dwelling on it and telling people about it all, they're super excited about it. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a thing to me that just really shows, you know, that there's something special there and it's fun. Yeah. You know, it's just a fun movie. Absolutely. Um, so let's, let's do this then. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's going to be the non-spoiler, the end of our non-spoiler segment. Yeah. So let's dive in, dive into spoilers. This is your spoiler alert. If you don't want to hear anything else about specific details, go away now. This is your last warning. Spoiler Five, review time. Four. Three, two, one. Here we go. Yondu dies. Yondu dies. That was so sad. <laughs> it was really sad, but I think it was executed really well. And that's the the emotional. Don't say executed because he's dead. It okay. reminds me of him being dead. <laughs> <laughs> Pun intended there, Joel. There you go. There you so, go. Um, I thought he was so cool, though, with his new amazing. haircut. I mean, it wasn't a haircut, but his new hairpiece, like the yeah. little thing. I thought that was amazing. I thought that was so His cool. scene in the first Guardians was one of my favorite scenes where he took out that like tank and the, like that group yeah, of yeah, men. Yeah. I was like, yeah, wow. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. Um, but 
you didn't have any emotional attachment to Yondu in the first one. At least I didn't feel like I had No, any. but it felt like I should. Right. So and they built on that This yes, amazingly. The second one, this one, I I was like, wow. Yeah. I feel for Yondu right now. Yeah. Like right out of the get-go when he was like 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 shunned from the Ravager group. You right. Know? Right. Um and then and then he dies at the end. And but he had let me say, he dies at the end, but he goes out in glory. And before that, he he takes out like a whole ship of dudes. Oh yeah. It was awesome. That was an so that was one of the points that we talked about where it felt right. like death was in a little bit like just kind of whatever. Like they just kind of treated it like, yeah, right. people die, whatever. I get it. Like they definitely did some horrible things and kind of deserved to get yeah. get killed. But that's one of those situations where it's almost like let the ship blow up and then die. Don't be the one that actually goes to. It's like you know, let me go kill all of these hundreds. It of was people. his uh, revenge moment, right? Exactly, <laughs> and it was funny in a way. I mean, Rocket was hilarious at that moment too. And yeah, it was like a connection. It was horrible in a way because him and Rocket are like connecting over like the merc- the mercilessly yeah. killing all these people. Yeah, but uh, I got over really quickly because that actually leads into that really really funny scene. Of when they do the jump, this was like the funniest part of the whole movie. When they do the jump, and he's like, he's like, you can only jump like five. What is it? How many galaxies? I forget. Five, five like at a time. Five at a time before it starts affecting you. And then he's like, whoa. And he's like, how many do we start- do? He's like seven hundred. <laughs> yeah, so, and so it's just his like the way that his eyes are like bugging out of his face, yeah. and they're all just like screaming. I mean, that just hit me as so ridiculously oh, funny. It was I mean, really it was like funny. a drug trip without the drugs. Yeah, you know, and it was just so ridiculously hilarious. And then after at the end of that scene when they cut and they just had the still shot of Groot and he just goes blah he right, just like right, gets right. sick right there. <laughs> that was just really really cute and funny I yeah. mean all kinds of awesome so yeah. my and this is the part I was talking about with Nebula and Gamora earlier yeah. and I, I really like so my favorite thing just in film in general is yeah. first of all as a person I'm a peacemaker when people are like not getting along that I feel like should be getting along right. that's that like really like like hurts me on the inside like i'm like why you guys need to figure this out and get along get you know figure this out make this work yeah and that's kind of what happened with gamora and nebula i feel like you know there's yeah. to an extent where nebula had been um just she she'd been upset they didn't they didn't really build it up as well as i feel like they could have right i agree but I, I do like the fact that there was this kind of this epic battle. I loved when she picked up the, like the machine. I was like, yeah, wow, that was, that was yeah. intense. She like hot wires the yeah. gun. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> and then like have, they have their battle, but I under, it makes you understand kind of how like atrocious Thanos is a little bit too. Yeah. He's like- that. We, see, that is where, I'm sorry to interrupt. No, you're fine. I feel like if they had just given us a scene at the ending- with him involved in it, giving us like an update on Thanos. Right. That is where I feel like it would have been most effective. Right. To kind of, again, bring this into a much larger MCU type film. Yeah. Because without, like we got a semblance of that with the relationship of, you know, Nebula and right. uh, Gamora. But I, I feel like just give us a little, a little. it's been so long since we've really gotten like an effective update. Yeah. Last thing that I remember significantly was he went to grab the gauntlet for the yeah. Infinity Stones. I'll do it myself. Right, that it seems myself. ages ago. Uh, exactly. So it's like, where's the update on that? Like, even if he's just yeah. in the middle of, like, murdering mercilessly, like, 100 people or something like that, just give us, like, a little minor update because it's coming up pretty quick yeah. here. So I believe, you know? I'm believing that 
that Feige and everybody there has a good handle on what's happening. I do too. That, but we'll see. But I do too. So to- I, I cared about Nebula and Gamora and their relationship more than I cared about any of the characters previously. I so I didn't care about that. The problem was is again is like I didn't see that. I didn't experience it. So a lot of this is like secondhand knowledge. It's just difficult for me. So I would say this is a aspect of my probably personality that like if somebody's just saying like you did really bad things to me and then like well you did really bad things to me too. It's like well they're both probably a little right. They're both probably a little wrong. Right. I think this actually in some ways to me made Gamora look worse because I feel like it's almost like she was just kind of allowing it. It just felt very like offhanded that she's like. Well, she's just upset because bad things yeah. happened to her. And it's like, no, you had impact, a reason for why she suffered as much as she did right. for as long as she did. And Gamora felt very cold. Yeah. We it's not like, yeah. so, yeah. But anyways, so I, I just didn't get into their story as much. I was fine with having them hate each other. Mm-hmm. I would have, I, I don't know. I was fine with them hating each other and I was fine with them getting resolution to that in a way. It just felt a little softly treated. Yeah. And let's let's and this is kind of going going a different direction. But let's talk about Drax for a minute because okay. yeah. every especially <laughs> when he meets up with Mantis because every oh, line so he funny. says to Mantis is just calm. You are so ugly. <laughs> you are hideous. You are hideous. It was so great. He's like, oh, I'm getting sick just thinking about this. And then his last yeah. line to her is, "You're beautiful." Yeah, on, on the, the inside. inside. <laughs> yeah, that was really cute. That was funny too because he's like staring at her and you're like, oh, this could be a moment. And yeah. it's like totally like not maybe enough. they're gonna like you know be a thing and then. Yeah. Like, you're, okay, maybe not. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I thought he was great. I mean, from the get-go, even when they're having the fight, and he just, like, stupidly says, oh, it must be softer on the inside, so I will allow it to swallow me, and I will stab it from the inside. Yeah. And then it, like, jump cuts to him inside of the thing, and he's just going, like, ah! <laughs> it's just, like, having no impact at all. I just thought so that was So funny. Like, oh, yeah, and, then, and the scene with the trees, and yeah. he's flying through, and he's getting backed, and he's just loving it. Yeah. He's like, that was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> he's talking about his girl. You know, in the first, uh, just so the many dance, yeah. the it, dance, yeah. The, he just has a ton of gold, comedy gold in this. Yeah. Um, I liked Rocket more in this one too. I did too. I, yeah. I, I think we got. It's weird to say his humanity mm-hmm. because he's not a human, but you got to see more of his like humanity, yeah. kind of in it a little bit. But at the same time, he had some really cool scenes. I like the whole like like ambushing all the ravagers as they're as he's as they're thinking that they're gonna go ambush him in the yeah. ship as he's working on it at night. Yeah, that scene was really cool. Um, and Groot, uh, baby Groot, he, like I, we were saying earlier, he's not really like a super effective part of the team. In fact, he's like makes things like a little more difficult than they have to be sometimes. Yeah. Um, but there's the intro credits you guys is, is, is amazing. One of my him. favorites in like the last 10 years. Right. Almost, so he, the dancing and the, my favorite thing that he does. So he's like a fighting two, in the background. Yeah. And, so he's like a two or three year old at heart. Right. Yeah. So. Or like he actually is like that's what his demeanor yeah. is like a two or three year old doesn't understand things right. and so he's dancing and he can't really help this fight at the beginning of the scene right but like as he sees somebody he knows like Gamora he like sit there and he like waves she's like hi, hi. And she's, and like, she's like hi Groot hi Groot yeah and then she <laughs> okay just I gotta go fight off. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, all that was funny I mean the way that they're fighting in the background and they're obviously like getting hurt and yeah. Peter Quill like falls down in front of him at one point I think and yeah. and he's like wait what are you and wow yeah <laughs> I think that whole I mean that was great in a way to like get you back into the universe and back into the feel with the music because it's you know it's an 80s song and the characterization because you're getting little snippets of each of the characters throughout that and kind of how they interact each other that was like a great way to get them back into that and then 
kind of set them on that path with the sovereigns, yep. which the sovereigns were really hilarious to me because they were funny. They were, they could have been, I feel like in any other movie, they could have been treated exactly like what they were pretending to be, mm-hmm. which is kind of like these like better than thou, like uptight, like yeah. really like we are sophisticated, intelligent, like in any other movie that would have just been their character. Yeah. They would have just been the uptight, sophisticated great you know perfect people but in this movie it's like you can tell that that's tongue in cheek right and that they're not that actually that great that they make mistakes yeah. and they come <laughs> to do stupid things and there's a lot of so, there's a lot of social dynamics even in the way that they interact with each other like when the final fighter right they're and all they're gathered like, around like, he's like you're an idiot you suck man yeah. <laughs> like when he loses. and even the thing with like the carpet when they're rolling the carpet out yeah. and stuff like that i mean there's just so many clever kind of ways of handling that type of stuff. Um, I, my favorite line, I think, still, like I said from the beginning, was "I'm Mary Poppins, y'all." That's, yeah, that that's was just really probably, good. Yeah, and then the panda line, which the, I thought was actually yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. So yeah. with um, with the carpet thing, that yeah. for me yeah. was an instance of I didn't need that. Okay, it was just uh, just as see. An I thought that was great because it added to the overall showing that they want to be this thing, but they're not. Right. Yeah. So. It, but I get where you could have okay, cut that out. So the the one that like threw me off, and yeah. it was an actual serious like nice moment when he creates that like energy ball and is yeah. playing catch with his dad. Yeah, I was waiting for a punchline. Yeah, I was like, oh, okay, this is a nice scene. I get that. Yeah, it was, was like, kind of silly. I mean, in a way, you thought it was. I thought he was gonna like get hit in the face with it. Right. And go, right. Like, oh, my face. Yeah. You know, or something like that. I thought there was gonna be. There was definitely a couple times where I saw that happening. Right. I think there was kind of times where it wasn't. I wasn't laughing as hard. Yeah. Taser face. You know the joke with Teaser yeah, Face. Yeah, yeah. The first like minute of it, they let it go too long. Right, was like. funny, but then they let it go way too long. Yeah, I think for the most part, though, whenever they went for a joke, I did think it was funny. I did laugh right. at it. Like another good example where they could have gone too far, but I thought was fine was like the Baby Groot thing where they're trying to get him to go get the fin. Oh, I was good top. with that. Yeah, but like that, for yeah. some people, they're like, okay, you went that was like yeah. one or two jokes too many. But like I thought that was great. I thought yeah. that was hilarious. The, so, oh, the other one I didn't care for was the ripe thing that Nebula. oh yeah that wasn't that funny either. yeah it was just it was so obvious yeah it was like it i was, was waiting for if it they had, yeah exactly if they had just not had her get the fruit or something i knew like right that, before she chewed it i think it would have been funnier if she had <laughs> gone to, to if she had still been denied that like yeah. if she'd still tried to eat it and it still gotten denied to her right. i think that would have been funnier in a way um let's talk about because one thing we have not talked about at all and we're in spoiler territory here yeah. so we can talk about this is ego yeah kurt russell kurt russell how do you feel like they handled that dynamic of him being like a planet, him being his father? I mean, the the emotional baggage. Like, did you feel like that that was all handled quite well? I mean, what was your opinion of his his character and stuff? I thought his character as well. He is a bit of a sociopath. Yeah. Um, because he, you know, I don't think he really knew like what love is and what right. that means. Yeah. He said he kept saying he loved Peter's mom and that stuff like that. He's like, I loved her so much, but right. then. Uh, which, by the way, when when he said like, like I gave her that brain tumor, yeah, and how how quickly Chris Pratt's character like like turned turned on him, I yeah. love that. That was great. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Um, but him, I I didn't have any preconception uh, preconceived notions as to what ego would be. I knew he was like a living planet at some time. Like I'm like I don't know anything about this character, <laughs> so yeah. I was just accepting it all. Gotcha. Like I was like, okay, cool. Um, I. Um, I didn't really take any of his words for what it was because it just seemed like he didn't really have the understanding of human life and love and like like a con- conception right. of that. Yeah. Where he kept saying he did, but I didn't believe that because of he was like, yeah, yeah he had a bunch of illegitimate children. Right. And was basically just using them. Right. You know? I thought that was all revealed so well in a way and mm-hmm. cleverly. And that kind of added to the darker sense of the film though, right. where it was like, it was almost in a joking way, but it was handled like, 
oh yeah, I've just, I've had hundreds of kids and I've killed them. Right. You know what I mean? And it was yeah. just like, what? And he's like, yeah. oh yeah, and I gave your mom a brain tumor. But it was also like, and I'm, I'm not going to say it's right for him to do it, but it was understandable in a sense that if this like, if this were, and obviously it's not going to happen, but if this were realistic, that some entity had sort of been created and right. formed its own life and developed itself out of nothingness like that into like this thing with this planet, they might have like a sociopathic type tendency yeah. to just kind of want to take what they want and yeah. do what they want because they've never grown up, you know, understanding what it's like. And I don't even know if you could, would consider he's not human, although he took on a human form. Right. He's not. Yeah. You know, it's like, so you don't really know where he's kind of, cause you know, you have like a good examples like Dax is Drax's character he's a completely different type of person, but he fits within his universe's type of person. Right. You know what I mean? So, I mean, he might be a normal person within his universe of kind of person. And yeah. so I just thought it was really good. I thought it was really clever. I thought the funny thing with the Pac-Man that was, was good. pretty hilarious. Yeah. Cause you know, he's like, mark, mark, mark. I liked, yeah. I liked how they brought, brought back the Zune. <laughs> oh, the Zune was great too. It's like 300 that was, songs. That was, I know, it was like 300. It's like, that's nothing dude. But I thought that was, in a. I, I really thought that was like, such a hard scene in a way because he gets betrayed by his yeah. not betrayed but like his father starts using him and then um then he takes his walkman and just crank, like crashes it yeah. and i was like oh my gosh that's so like iconic yeah. for the series in a way and it was such a clever thing to do to like use that as like an uh, like a situation where you can show that betrayal yeah. between like him and his father in a way and so that was gonna, really good it's gonna have to be like instead of the awesome mixtape it's gonna be like awesome playlist or yeah something like that, and I, I thought so I really also thought that the death of Yondu um, was not wasted and no I, they I, handled it really well actually yeah. it was very emotionally like good really good yeah it was sad because and I said this is another thing that I talked to my sister about I, she felt like he died too soon and I can definitely understand that because we in a sense we really just got to know his character. Yep. We really just got to know what he was doing and why he was there. But I felt like he served his per- personally. I felt yeah. like he kind of served his purpose. I was just bummed you out know? that that we're not going to see unless James Gunn's brother Kralig or whatever that guy's name is like learns to get good with it. Yeah, <laughs> I, and I liked Yondu. I liked him a lot, yeah. and I felt like it was very sad. It was really depressing in a way that it's like. In a in a sense, Star Lord has just realized that that's like his real dad. Yeah. To him, and it's not maybe his paternal dad, but it's his like fraternal dad. Yeah. Uh. So then to lose that in such a way that it's like a sacrifice, but it does kind of redeem his the father like notions in his heart. Mm-hmm. Um. And I was also glad too, and this is going to side attack. We're just I'm kind of catching up on little bits and pieces here before right. we finish, but I really like the way that they handle the relationship between him and Gamora. Yeah. I was super concerned that that was going to be the primary focus this whole... Mm-hmm. I feel like they've built up to it now that the next sort of volume three, right. they can spend a lot more time dealing yeah, with more, that relationship. This is more fi- family dynamics, and they didn't right. try and like shoehorn in... Uh, right. Cheesy, they, they they addressed it, but like in a, in a very smart way. Right, and that's that was the key to me because there was actually a moment, it's like when he's facing off... His, against his dad and he decides like he has the when he finally like learns how to harness the power you know of mm-hmm. the planet and his dad basically says to him like what's more important than life and power I forget exactly the line yeah something like but that but that would be the moment where I was ex- ex- actually because he's thinking about all the situations he's had with like all of his mm-hmm. you know with his mom and with the, the other people the guardians of the galaxy and he recognizes them as like family yeah i was actually thinking he was going to go family's more important and i'm actually really glad he didn't yeah yeah he yeah, just yeah. went on to the like would have been another fast and furious movie right exactly yeah <laughs> so i'm glad that he didn't go that and go that super cheesy route and it was 
it was good because yeah. it didn't it never went down that cheesy route and i thought the the final battle with uh his dad at the end of that was really pretty crazy yeah and i liked pretty it cool too i don't under the one thing i don't understand is like i understand that like the core of his dad is in that planet right but like he planted little seedlings of himself all around the universe so right. it's like there's no reason why he couldn't go to another planet and like have control of like powers on another planet I don't yeah know. i don't know yeah it's uh com- yeah, i don't know it's probably <laughs> it's, uh, yeah it's beyond yeah. me maybe they'll talk about it in the third yeah volume. maybe they will <laughs> yeah but overall i was really happy with this yeah i think everybody's great. super pumped um well, any anything else you want to add? No, I think that's fun. Cool, the yeah. Anything so, for you? Um, there's yeah. a lot more we could talk about, but we're trying. We try to keep these episodes pretty. We we try we try and keep them uh, semi short. But yeah, that's going to conclude our spoiler uh, section as well. Uh, I encourage you guys to go check it out in the theaters, especially if you like the first one, um, or maybe if you were just kind of like okay about the first one, maybe check this one out too. You might you might actually find more enjoyment like I did and like like Joel did oh, too. Yeah. So um, check it out. Again, if you find us on our uh, website, realreviewmedia.com, our Facebook, at Real Review Media, Instagram, same thing, Twitter, same thing, at Real Review Media. Um, get connected. Uh, send us an email. What do you think about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2? And uh, anything else, Joel? Nope. I think that's it. All right. Well, it's been real. It's been real. <laughs>